two, one, and we are live. I'd like to say good morning to all of you. <clears throat> want to share with you what God had shared with me. <clears throat> We're going to take our first scripture from the book of Ephesians, chapter number six. Ephesians, chapter number six. <clears throat> A couple of weeks ago, I was preparing myself on Sunday morning for church, and um, I heard in the spirit, it was audible, and a question was asked to me, and so I found my deficiencies in, in, the, in the question, because when I went to search for answers, things were a little bit different. But the question that the Lord asked was, are you battle ready? Are you battle ready? Now, most of the times, we, we think that our only enemy is self. But we have three other enemies, and because self is influenced by something or someone. And so we have these enemies, sin, Satan, and the world. And we have to understand that our battle uh, is not with flesh and blood. And it's not with things that we think. It's not with the government. It's not with the judicial system. Uh, our battle, what we think is physical, in actuality, it is spiritual. So when we look at uh, Ephesians chapter number 6, beginning with verse number 11, because we want to identify the true enemy. <clears throat> For such a long time, Satan has been able to escape, and he has allowed us to look at people rather than look at the true enemy. So in Ephesians chapter number 6, looking at verse number 11, it says, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now the wiles of the devil is the, the trickery of Satan. So we've been instructed, as, as Paul was writing to the church of Ephesus, and he was writing to the saints. He wasn't writing to sinners. He was writing to the saints. And there's a lot of things in the book of Ephesians uh, that we can identify with. But when he comes down to the final analysis in chapter 6, he began to talk about our arch enemy and how we need to equip ourselves. But the first thing he identifies is the fact that, the, that there is trickery when it comes down to Satan. We always elude him, or we always think that it's someone else. But today, God says, show him in the scripture exactly who our arch enemy is. And then he wants us to ask ourselves the question, are you battle ready? Our battle is not physical, but our battle is spiritual. Now, look at um, Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verse number 12. He says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, <clears throat> but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So he says, we wrestle not against flesh. Flesh is only the, a tool that Satan uses. It's only a tool. Our flesh is just a tool. Our arch enemy is Satan himself. Because he says that what we do wrestle against is principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of, the, of this world. Then he says spiritual wickednesses 
wickedness in high places. So we have to understand the fact that our enemy, he always going about seeking whom he may devour. Sometimes we think that it's, it's, it's that person that's selling our children or our spouses or uh, our family members drugs uh, on, on the street is our enemy. Sometimes we even think that it's the pharmaceutical company that is our enemy. But that's not the true enemy. God wants us to know who the true enemy is because he's been escaping for too long. We've been trying to use physical weapons when we're dealing with a spiritual enemy. Our enemy is spiritual. We cannot use the things of this world and the physical to fight our enemy. He's, he's, he's a spirit. Now, let me show you something about Satan. Uh, let's go to 1 Peter chapter number 5. If you can walk with me. 1 Peter chapter number 5. We're going to do some teaching here. 1 Peter chapter number 5. Talking about this enemy. Our battle is not physical, but it's, it's spiritual because we, we make that mistake. Now watch what 1 Peter chapter number 5 says. Are we there? Okay. Looking at verse number 5, it tells us to, it says, be sober, be on alert. It says, be vigilant because Yahoo, the adversary, who, is the, who, the, who does it identify the adversary to be? The adversary is who? The devil, right? Is that not what the word says? The adversary is the devil. See, the adversary is, is our opponent. The devil. The devil is our opponent. It's not our brother. It's not our sister. It's not our boss man. When we, when we get angry and upset when he tells us to do something we don't want to do. It's not that co-worker, you know, that, that just get up on our skin. That is not our adversary. That is not the arch enemy. The word of God says that our adversary is the devil. And what, look at what he's doing. The Bible says he's as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. His ultimate goal is to devour every saint, everyone that names the name of Jesus Christ. That is Satan's goal. He just uses people to frustrate us. He uses people to upset us. He uses people to just literally destroy our lives. Have you ever got in an argument and when it's over with, you sit down and you wait lay down one? Where did this come from? How did we get here? You ever, you ever been there? I've been there. So and what we do, we identify it as certain things, but in actuality, there is an influencer. The same way grace is the uh, divine influence upon our heart, Satan, by being spirit, he is also an influencer. We, he, we just don't acknowledge that it's him. We always, we always want to say, well, that person or that individual uh, 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 that government or that system is the reason why uh, uh, we have some difficulties. Think about, you know, when sometimes when your mortgage payment is due and, and your, money, <laughs> your money is not really there. And we wonder why, well, what happened? You know, and when we get upset and, and, and we complain and, and we begin to uh, say different things, but we want to blame that mortgage, that, the banker. We want to blame them when we can't make a payment. Well, have you ever thought it just could be that Satan just influenced us to use our money in a different way? But we never think of it that way. 
But according to what the Word says, he is busy walking up and down. He's trying, to, he's trying to see who he can devour. Now, in the book of Job, Job says in that first chapter, it talks about how when the sons of God came to present themselves before God, it says along, along with them or among them came Satan. So there he is too in the mix. A lot of times Satan is sitting right in the mix of where we are in every conversation, in everything that we do, every deed, and sometimes we have no clue he is sitting there. And we wonder what in the world is going on. Now, the next thing is to understand, are we preparing for the battle? Are we preparing? The first thing we have to realize is this. We have to realize who our enemy is. We have to realize who he is. It's not your spouse. It's not those people that cause us anger. That's not who our enemy is. We have to focus on who our enemy is, okay? It's not that self-righteous person. You know how we often talk about people being so self-righteous? That's not the enemy. There is an influencer that's causing that person to be self-righteous. And we're like, okay, it's always self. Well, there is an influencer behind self. Have you ever done anything and you wonder, how did I get here? Or why did I do that? What caused my mind to go that way? There is an influencer, and the influencer is Satan himself. Now, we, we, we're going to show this in the Scripture, okay? We're going we're gonna to show it in the Scripture. What, what, what is he really doing? What is Satan really doing? What is his purpose He on his earth? What is his purpose? Let's go to the book of Daniel. Let's go to the book of Daniel, Daniel Old Testament. Daniel chapter number 7. What is Satan's purpose in our life? You know, what is he really doing? What, what is he all about? He's upset and he's angry with God. So what he does, he, he attacks God's people. Now, Daniel chapter number 7. Daniel chapter number 7. Are we there? Are we there? Okay. Are you battle ready? Daniel chapter 7. Verse number 25. Are we there? All right. Now, verse 25 says, And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall do what? Wear out the saints of the Most High. So his, his ultimate goal is to wear the saints out. That's his purpose. According to the Word of God, he says is to wear out the saints of the Most High. And then it says, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of times. His ultimate goal is to wear us out so we can turn away from God. That's his ultimate goal. Have you ever been so tired of running this battle? Have you ever got to the point where things begin to happen and you say, Lord, I'm tired have you ever been to a point where you really want to give up sometimes this walk called faith? Can we be real in the house? Because the battle has waxed great. And sometimes, it's not sometimes, most times it gets rough out here. The last two weeks I, I, we, I've been in such a battle, and, and I understood why God asked me that question that Sunday morning. Are you battle ready? 
One of the things that the Lord placed in my spirit was to, to pray for my family, not just my, uh, my uh, uh, husband, but for my sisters and my brothers, their children, and my grandkids. God put that in my spirit to do that. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm praying. I mean, I'm, I'm awakened by the Lord. I'm praying for my family, calling them by name, calling them by name. And then about 7 o'clock a uh, week before last, I get a telephone call. That was a situation within the family. And that was a situation. And, and then I, I said to the family member, I understood now why God had me up at 3 o'clock in the morning praying to 5 o'clock in the morning because that was a crisis in one of the family members of the house. Amen. So we need to begin to pray for our family. Well, listen, well I don't get along with my sister. I don't get along with my brother. Pray for him anyhow. Amen. Because somebody prayed for us. Amen. Somebody prayed for us. And then uh, uh, this week, we had another situation within the family. Uh, my, my sister's ex-husband, disregard the fact that he was an ex-husband, but she had a dream. And in that dream, she saw uh, the sisters, my, my other two sisters and myself, we were dressed in black. And we had these, my two of my sisters, we had on hats. I had on one color black and white hat, and mother sister had on a hat. But my sister, whose were under attack, uh, she didn't have a hat. So when she called me and she told me about a dream, and I was like, Lord, well, what is this all about? Well, the next thing we knew was that a simple operation. Her ex-husband goes in the hospital to have a simple operation. What happens? His heart stops three times while he's on the operating table. So now do you see why when God speaks to you and tells you to pray and, and, and do different things, why you need to go ahead? Because there was, he drives himself to the hospital. Nobody knows he's in the hospital because he's been told it's just a simple, simple operation. Something minor. But he ends up almost losing his life. Can you imagine your heart stopping three times when you're on an operating table and nobody knows you're there except you? And then they have to, they ended up sewing him back up and he goes to ICU. And so they have to call around to find somebody to be able to come there to the hospital. So that's let me know there is an arch enemy and we definitely have to make sure that when God speaks to us that we follow what he says. He is trying to wear out the saints. Amen. He's trying to wear out the saints. My, my blood sugar has been out of control. My blood pressure has been out of control. But God asked me the question, are you battle ready? Are you battle ready? Are you ready to fight? Because Satan is trying to wear out the saints. Amen. And even at this place where I am right now, I'm not feeling the best. Amen. Not feeling the best. Now, let's go to the book of Revelations. The book of Revelations, chapter number 12. Revelations, chapter number 12. Still talking about this arch enemy. Revelations chapter number 12. Are we there? And we're going to start reading in verse number 13 in Revelations chapter number 12. Now, Revelations chapter 12, 
Verse number 13 says, And when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. Now, the, the, the woman is identified as the church. But we really don't want to focus on the church. We want to focus on who the dragon is, okay? Now, I, I didn't put this up, but I want you to look at uh, Revelation chapter number 12, and it will identify who the dragon is. The, um, verse number 9 in Revelation chapter number 12, this is what it says. And the, dra- the great dragon was cast out. And who did it say the great dragon was? The old serpent called who? The devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels was cast out with him. So identify Satan being the dragon, okay? Now, Satan is that dragon. It's the one that tries to influence and is influencing the whole world. And it says in verse 14, it says, And to the woman was given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly unto the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and a half time from the face of the serpent. Verse 15 says, And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. 16 says, And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the the dragon cast out of his mouth. 17 says, And the dragon was angry and walked with the woman, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keepeth the commandments of God, and have a testimony of Jesus Christ. So Satan... He is coming against the seed, the remnant, the offspring, those that keep the commandments of God and have a testimony of Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to stop. Amen. I know that it's an attack of the enemy. I know that. Because right now I am very, very dizzy. Now, we're going to proceed. We're going, we're going to proceed. Amen. Amen. We're going to proceed. How, how do I become battle ready? Being that my weaponry 
the physical things that we try to do doesn't work. So that means I need to know spiritually what weaponry I need spiritually. All right. We're going to do these last verses. Let's go to the book of Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter number 20. Second Chronicles chapter number 20. Second Chronicles chapter number 20. Mm. Here, Jehoshaphat is in a battle. The enemy has come up against him, and he has no clue what to do. Whenever the enemy comes up against us, we have to remember that we do have spiritual weapons, spiritual weapons, spiritual weapons that we, we need. God has given us spiritual weapons, okay? Now, the enemy has come and has surrounded, has surrounded Jehoshaphat. And he does not know what to do. In Second Chronicles chapter number 20, this is our spiritual weaponry that we need. Second Chronicles chapter number 20. Are we there? Looking at verse number 3. The first weapon that we need, first weapon that we need, in verse number 3, it says, and Jehoshaphat feared, and he set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all of Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of the city of Judea, they came to seek the Lord. So our first spiritual weapon is prayer. Right now, we are living in a prayerless society. And even when it comes down to the church, we still have a deficiency in prayer. Prayer seems to be out the window. We don't pray. We don't labor before God. We don't pray before God. But one of our spiritual weapons, one of our key spiritual weapons is prayer. We have to go into prayer. Even though most times, that type of prayer where battle takes place, it might be in the wee hours of the morning. In the wee hours of the morning. Can you imagine waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning? (laughs) 3 o'clock in the morning, going into battle and prayer. On your face before the Lord. Amen. Praying for family. And then you see a manifestation while you pray. That's amazing. That's God. But God doesn't choose a time that's convenient for us. Amen. He doesn't choose that time. He chooses a time where he knows he'll wake. Have you ever been woken up, awakened in the middle of the night and couldn't go back to sleep? Well, God's saying, you need to go into prayer. You need to pray. Because, see, somebody somewhere is in trouble. Not only that day that I pray. For my family. 
But I also prayed for Venezuela. There was an uprising and a, and a riot going on. And so I prayed. The next thing God says is we got to have faith. You have to believe that, that God is going to answer, answer your prayer. And after prayer comes praise. After prayer comes praise. You have to praise God. Let's give God a hand.